Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, do you know that Amari Stoudemire is a champion? No. Where? He's a champion, in Israel? man. Yeah, in Israel. He's it's a- the coolest thing because, you know, Steve Nash got his ring with the Warriors winning, and we saw oh, Kevin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we saw Kevin Durant like hug him in the hallway and I know doesn't count. What however you want to feel about it, but it was still cool seeing Steve get his thing. But so yeah, like so Amari, you know, I don't follow Israel basketball that much at all. You don't? <laughs> and, <laughs> I might no. It's on like FS one at like three in the morning. David uh <laughs> David Pick is a is a reporter over there and he's like the best international reporter, I think. But anyway, yeah, so you know, when Amari retired last summer, you know, he's always had this like infatuation with, with Israel and he like kind of owns a team, like part owns a team over there. And he went over there and like suited up for him. was like, Hey, I'm going to finish my basketball career. They won a title this year. Good for him. Good for the wine bath taking Amari <laughs> Stoudemire. They, they showed him in front of this huge crowd. David Pick posted or tweeted this thing. And he's like, Amari Stoudemire is the king of Jerusalem. And it's just like, <laughs> All these people just freaking out. And Amari's just up there like, Yo, what up, bro? You can't say he's the king of Jerusalem. <laughs> that's not a thing you can say. So for former Mavs. Oh, jeez. This is the most, this is the most like, talk we've had of Mavericks in June and since 2011. What's the shortest verse in the Bible? <laughs> Jesus wept. That applies to this, this scenario. <laughs> that applies to that tweet. All right. So today you're probably wondering why you're hearing us on the weekend. Most of you are probably like, yes, more locked on. Some of you might be like, oh, my gosh, these guys again. So depending on which camp you're in, this is our special weekend edition. It, we just figured that there's just so much draft stuff going on. We, just, we wanted to fit some more stuff in, and so we were like, man, we just have to get another – have to throw another pot in here. And the heat index is like 110 today. <laughs> so we didn't want to go outside. <laughs> so we're like, this is a reason for us to not go outside. So, uh, But before we get into this, today we're going to talk about – the Boston and Philadelphia news, the news that they might flip one and three and then other assets are going back and forth and what that means for the Mavericks. I'm not sure what it means for the Mavericks. Like it does, I'm not sure it means a ton for the Mavericks, but we'll, we'll discuss it. Then we're also going to talk about uh, trade down potential. I feel like there's a, there's a possibility the Mavericks could want to cash in maybe on this asset and they're, they're not sold on who's going there. Like if, if Neely Keen ends up going to the Knicks and they're like, I don't want to just pick – you know, like if they're not enamored with what's there. So we'll talk about some trade down potential and then possibly we'll get to some late first round. Uh, if the Mavericks end up getting back into the first round, we'll talk about some guys that we're interested in there. But before we get to all of that, we just wanted to say 
We are going to do a draft question show on Wednesday. So Wednesday morning, we will drop a, uh, a pod with all of your questions. We want all these questions from you. And the way that you're going to send it to us is not through Twitter, not through Reddit, is on iTunes. Go to iTunes, rate us five stars, and comment with your questions, and we will answer every single one. No matter how long it takes, we will answer every single one of your questions. Uh, even that guy that wants to hear about uh, – what's the guy from, from Texas? What guy? The guy from Texas. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jared Allen, the, <laughs> yeah. the guy that wants us to talk about that guy. We will even answer your questions about Jared Allen. That's what we'll do. If you go to iTunes and you give us five stars and comment a, your draft question, we will answer every single one of those on Wednesday. So get those in from now until probably about Tuesday. Tuesday night is we'll record this. So probably about Tuesday, uh, get those in and we will answer every single one of those. So again, go to iTunes, five stars, comment with your questions. Uh, it helps us both ways. It helps you get your question answered, and it helps us in the you know in the ratings and in the uh, the locked on network hierarchy here that we have. So, I'm just giving you a heads up. If you if you send in a Satnam Shame type of question, we will or say trait, it. <laughs> we will call you out. And people on Twitter have already been responding to us and be like, "Hey, bro, why why are you sending? Why are you making me a Satnam Shame?" <laughs> so you're asking for it if you send it. But don't let that hinder you from asking your questions. <laughs> All right, so this Philadelphia and Boston thing, if you guys haven't heard of it, it's it was reported by Mark Stein and Zach Lowe that Philly and Boston were talks to switch, and Philly really wants Markel Fultz. A lot of people want Markel Fultz. There was a report out today that Magic Johnson loves Markel Fultz and think that he's the greatest. By the way, did you see the picture of Magic Johnson, Fultz, and Rob Polinka? Yeah, Fultz looks so excited. It's the most awkward picture because Palenka didn't get a smile in, so he just looks like like Rob Lowe when he's on Parks and Rec when he gets like confused. He, he always looks like Rob Lowe. Well, yeah, but that <laughs> like where he gets confused or like doesn't know what to do and he's like mouth closed, yeah. eyes wide. Markel Fultz just looks like you you told him that he has to take like six more weeks of summer school, and Magic <laughs> Johnson has the same smile he always has. So it, it's just a really weird picture. But anyway, so. Everybody loves Fultz. Everybody's wanting Fultz. They're getting higher and higher on Fultz the more this draft goes on. And Ball seems like the, the the separation between Fultz and Ball just seems even wider <laughs> the closer we get to the draft. And uh, I mean, what does what does this mean? So the Philly would only be sending picks apparently to Boston. Like there's no players talked about or even mentioned in the report that would get sent back and forth. Yeah, I was so confused because you know at first like logically if Philly wanted to move up, it looked like it would take, you know, Sarich and that Lakers yeah. pick and the three. And now Sarich isn't reported to be in the deal. And, you know, that Lakers pick is going to be super nice, especially if it's unprotected. It is unprotected. Well, like if they, if, if Boston gets it still unprotected. Oh yeah. Cause in, in like the new CBA, you can put, you can put restrictions on draft picks you don't own, if that makes. Draft picks that you have possession of that are not yours. Draft picks that aren't originally <laughs> yours. So, yeah. but, but they still own it. So, yeah. So, if you understand that, um, listeners. <laughs> and then they have what the Kings 2019 pick. I think that could be in the deal too. So that'd be an incredible pick. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of in which Boston is already setting on some. You know, that 2019 Clippers first rounder, I mean, that's that, sneaky good. That could be good. They have a Brooklyn, Memphis. Brooklyn's next year pick is still going to be. 
like if they do this deal and they and they hold on to the picks, they could very well have two top five picks next year in Boston. Man. And so like but but the thing with Boston is as soon as this whole like report came out, my instant thought was, okay, well, they're going hard after Jimmy Butler. And because you can only you can only have so many players on your team at some point. Yeah. <laughs> We've been saying that this whole time. Like Danny Ainge can't keep getting assets <laughs> because eventually because, he has like, to cash them in. Well, like, you know, the Gershon Yabusele, like he's going to in Ante Zizek. Like those are two first round Isn't he the, the French Draymond Green is Zizek. Yeah. Love <laughs> that guy. And Zizek's like been balling out in Europe. So like those are two guys right there that they had to keep overseas. They want to come over this year. So that's two roster spots. And, like, if you get two more next year and then you have this year and it's just a ton of – you got to have veterans somewhere. So, yeah. but, like, the dream scenario for Boston, I, I put this on Twitter today, and is let's say you get – let's say that package is you get that Kings pick and you get the Lakers pick. And then you turn around and you send both of those picks, which are super nice picks. Yeah. With, with Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, and you send that to – you send that for Jimmy Butler. So, you get, I think they could throw another pick in there and not do the because if you're sending that to Chicago, I feel like they wouldn't care about having an Avery Bradley because or Jay Crowder because then you're like you're starting over basically like you're starting from scratch. Yeah, but Chicago. Avery Bradley's pretty young though. It's not like he's a an older player. You he could, was on the 2008 championship team. Yeah, he's at least ten years in the league. All right, now you're jacking up my dream scenario let's <laughs> but just no, no, say, I'm, I'm saying that they they didn't have to send the players away they could just send like another pick well kind of in part of my bigger plan here they need to make the money work so like let's just say that they will say hey we'll take bradley jay crowder and those two first you got from philly so then you kind of equal out the same money you go into the offseason in the same cap situation you switch out brett bradley and crowder for jimmy butler you still got room for max money to get Hayward or Blake Griffin, and you still got the number three overall pick in Josh Jackson. So then you turn around and you could have a possible rotation of Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler, Gordon Hayward, Josh Jackson, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Zizek, Yabusele, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. <laughs> like, would it? Would it? Let's just say Blake Griffin. Would a Horford, Blake Griffin, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Isaiah Thomas? What? <laughs> Would that compete with Cleveland? It'll compete with Cleveland. I'm not sure you're beating them, but you're getting real close. Like you're getting real dang close. That that team would that would definitely be one of those super super quote unquote teams that would take at least a year to get used to. You know that it would take a little while to figure out. Also, then you have to pay if you, then you have to pay Isaiah Thomas. And if you do that deal, do you have enough money to pay Isaiah Thomas? I think the answer is no. Well, I mean, you could go over the cap then. Yeah, because then then you have everybody, but. Still, I mean, a core four. You'd have your four of a Butler, Blake Griffin, Horford, and IT. But still. It's interesting. It's an interesting move for them. For Philly's sake, I mean, they should. They should go all in for Mar- Markel Fultz. They should do whatever they can to, to try to get him because you're not sure about Embiid, you know? I yeah. love Embiid. Embiid's probably my favorite player in the NBA right now, just on and off the court. I just love all of it. I think it's awesome. And – but he's had a couple knee surgeries and you're just not, that's just not something that's sustainable in the NBA. It's if you're a big man that can't, you know, stay on the floor, eventually it just catches up to you. Greg Odin style or, you know, Yao Ming, even like one, one of these guys. Yeah. 
And like even Ben Simmons, I mean, he just missed his whole rookie season for a foot injury. You know, not a. Yeah, that's bad. Well, we've seen we've seen Kevin Kevin Durant come back for that and look exactly the same that he looked before. Yeah, so. I mean, it's not as worrisome as Embiid, but I don't think that you just completely throw that out of the back of your mind. Like I think that goes into wanting faults too. Like yeah. If for some reason Ben Simmons doesn't work out, you still got your guy in full. Yeah, like if Philly goes through this entire process, that was pun intended. If they go through the entire process and they don't have a surefire blue chip, like superstar level player, like man, <laughs> you know, like if none yeah. of those guys pan out, that was just was that. And, they get, worth and Philly it, has you know? Philly has cap room, and the guy I think they they're going to go after all along is JJ Redick, and I mean throw eighteen million at JJ Redick, you got. So then you roll out of lineup next year of Mark L. Foltz, J.J. Redick, Ben Simmons, Sarge, and Embiid. That's fun. Yeah. So for the Mavericks, based, fundamentally, you just flip the two. You flip Philadelphia and Boston. That really doesn't send anybody farther down than you expected, right? There's not going to be anybody that's going now, higher than you would expect. Here's the only impact they would have on Dallas. is We've said all along about Philly setting at three right now if they didn't do the pick you know if Fultz and Ball's gone who's the best fit for them and I think we can agree maybe that you know it's Monk or Dennis Smith that would be a great fit for them yeah at you know if they're sitting there at three it might be a little reach so I think this trade pretty much just eliminates that possibility of a reach of them reaching up and taking hey we're just gonna go ahead and take Monk because it fits well oh that's good that's a good point so if let's say that like it, it guarantees that a guard probably won't be taken at three, right? Like I don't see, you know, I don't see Boston taking Monk or Smith. So no, I think I think it would it, for me. It's safe to say that this trade increases the possibility of Monk or Dennis Smith being there at nine for Dallas. Yeah, completely possible. Uh, Dennis Smith looks more and more like he's going to Orlando. That just seems to me like the the best fit. I'm not sure that relationship or that situation but i just feel like that would be you know, like a really good fit for both sides and then the new york news with neil akina uh, so you know who worked out for boston today did dennis smith <laughs> dennis smith yeah and then his his pro day on the east coast that dallas went to a oh, few yeah. days ago yeah, yeah it was like two days ago minnesota's whole brass went to that like tibbs whatever so they all went they were all there for that so it could really go anywhere. I mean, this <laughs> this like top this three through eight basically is like all over the place. Any, I I wouldn't be surprised if any of the you know three through I'd be surprised if Josh Jackson fell past four. Other than that, I think anybody could go. And and Fox passed five. Other than that, it's like yeah, because <laughs> we're all we sit back and we're on a podcast and we talk about we look at these teams and we're looking at like needs and we're looking at their rosters. But like we've said before, we don't know how they evaluate the guys on their current roster you know if you're minnesota we're like hey they don't need another point guard but if you're tibbs or your their organization you're sitting there saying i think dennis smith's going to be better than rubio and chris dunn go for it yeah. like you yeah. know, i mean you just work it out and you trade them and especially if you, you just, have a future superstar in you know in carl anthony towns that probably is a superstar right now but you're like how much longer are you going to be up here in the top of the lottery probably not that often probably not even next year right no, I don't. I think that they're. I mean, everybody was all on board that train of them making the playoffs last year. Fifty wins but. was like what everybody was saying <laughs> last year. But you'd think that they'd hopefully at least be in the the twelve to fourteen range, like the lower end of the lottery, if anything. Yeah. Last year. So. Yeah. And then like 
does because I think what we can agree on is, you know, there's like those top five. So Fultz, Ball, Fox, Jackson, and Tatum. And I'd say that, you know, you might want to put Isaac in that, but. And you could put Dennis Smith in there. Like you could flip Tatum and Smith too, especially with these workouts and hearing him like playing one-on-one against people and beating them and, you know, all yeah. this, all this stuff about him. So just, yeah, so it's, it's kind of that fifth spot is really what we have no clue. That's, that's the one that's really stands out. The Tatum, Isaac Smith spot. You're like, and it. If Chicago trades Jimmy and gets the third pick, does that change anything? I don't think, you know, what, what would Chicago go for a three? I don't think it changes anything for Dallas because they're still going to take one of those top five prospects probably. I mean, they don't have – Yeah, they don't have anything set basically. Instead, They don't have any – I can't see them being like, oh, we have Bobby Portis, so we're not going to take Jason no. Tatum. <laughs> There's literally I mean? nobody like, on their roster that they would not replace. So I think – I think I would probably lean towards yeah. them taking Fox, but wow, that's interesting. That totally th- throws the whole draft off if you think about it, because we've been we've been penciling in these guys, you know, these certain teams with their needs and their wants and stuff. The other thing we haven't really talked about a lot is we know Dallas wants like character guys, right? Like they they value those type of guys, and they they don't really like having more than one Deshaun Stevenson type guy on the roster at once, <laughs> you know. And yeah. like Nerlens Noel was sort of seen seemed like he was going to be that type of guy, but he's he's not. As soon as he got here, he was you know kind of cleaned it up. Um, but like we don't look at the guys the the teams ahead. Like does Orlando think that same way? I guess they don't really have a set like they don't have a set regime in there. Minnesota, what about Tibbs? Like what I, we've never really seen Tibbs draft this high. I don't think like he didn't in Chicago and New York. We have no idea what you know Phil Jackson really values character wise so that that also affects it and you know because if you look at some like would they pass up dennis smith just because those questions and you know yeah and we i mean we just we kind of assume we look at some people like you mentioned and we think about certain things they might draft off of like tibbs has this you know this persona of all defense defense so everybody's like, oh, okay, well, he's going to take Jonathan Isaac because yeah. he's a big defense guy. Or, you know, and like Phil with the triangle, which the triangle is more truthful because every pre-draft workout that you read about that's going to New York, doing the triangle. they're like hammering them with the triangle. And it's almost kind of funny and sad. But but like, so <laughs> we think, so, so when we look at that, we're like, okay, what prospect fits the triangle? And so, I don't know. We're all just having fun with it until Thursday. Yeah, but the good point that you made earlier was that this – Boston and Philly thing, the only thing that it really changes is you're definitely getting a, you know, if they switch, if they just switch, if Philadelphia and Boston just switch and the, the future assets don't really affect the Mavericks too much, but Boston would not take a guard at three, most likely. And so Jackson or Tatum at three. They would go Jackson or Tatum, and so that means that another guard, instead of like Fox going three or instead of like Monk maybe going three, you'd have another guard fall down and we're just, we're basically just playing the odds at this point, the odds that one of those good guards between Smith, Monk, Neil Akina, Fox would fall all the way to nine. That's what you're looking at. If you're a Mavericks fan, as far as guard wise. And I feel like everybody, I feel like every, all Mavs fans want a guard, right? I don't think that there's, there's not a huge portion of the fan base. That's like, Oh, we definitely need a forward you're like, or a wing. You know, it's like, no, yeah, I don't think it – I mean, it's a huge need at the point. I think if Jonathan Isaac's there, it will intrigue a lot of people. Yeah, but or like – Yeah, but still, I think you go with the guard. Yeah. All right, so some trade-down potential. So the 
we're just going to go from what are we what did we say from 10 to 13 or 10 to 14 yeah somewhere through there and it's not like we don't think they're going to we you know i don't think they're going to trade down but there's always we see this happening with boston right now it's where they're looking at their situation and saying okay we like Fultz, but could we move down a few spots and gain and we look at dallas's situation i i don't want to be like this guy but i don't think we're going to win a championship next year <laughs> you hold your tongue you hold your tongue <laughs> um so like you know we're kind of in this funky stage dallas is of still competing in dirk's you know last year maybe and or one of his last years but still getting younger too so if you move back a spot or two would they you know would they think about it yeah especially if like a marketing goes before them and maybe like a second guy surprises like a Dennis Smith or I mean not a Dennis Smith like a, a Donovan Mitchell or a Kennard like what if for some reason they just kind of shock some people and two people went above Dallas so then you're sitting there at nine and you have two maybe three guys that you're really high on and you're like okay let me call a couple of teams behind me maybe I could pick up a younger player and move back two spots yeah or even would it be the worst thing in the world if they did like trade back and took marketing i mean we both just talked about I think, you know marketing a ton like i don't know if, but if you trade back and you get something for it i mean i think it just depends on what you get so like let's look at sacramento sacramento's at nine at 10, you know the, yeah. or yeah 10 you know it's just one spot back but if you're sacramento you're you're piecing together this young core right now and you have buddy healed you got your fifth pick and i know we've talked about before of like Whatever they draft with the fifth spot, whether it's a, a forward or a guard, maybe maybe somebody falls and there's Dennis Smith or Monk at nine and they really want them. The one thing I want to say about that with Sacramento is that we've seen this before with, with teams with two picks in the top ten where I think it was last year or the year before you had uh, Phoenix with those two top ten picks and we were like, okay, well, they're going to go one, one position and then another position. And they took both guys – <laughs> kind of the same thing in Chris and Bender. And yeah. then in that 2009 draft where uh, the Timberwolves had like the same picks back to back, they had like five and six. We were like, okay, well they're going to take one thing and another thing. And they ended up taking Rubio and Johnny Flynn. And you're just like, what the heck? So we've seen some of these teams and Sacramento would be just the next team to do something like that, where they take two guards or they just take two, you know, players in the same position where you're like, uh, like what if they what if they went deer and fox and uh, like if Neil Akina dropped to them like that <laughs> that would just be weird or if they you know or Donovan they went fox and Donovan Mitchell at ten yeah but like like we've talked about before so if if Sacramento's there at ten Dallas is there at nine there's a guy that Sacramento really really wants at nine would you take if you're Dallas would you take you know Scal Labissiere and the tenth pick. For the ninth pick, you know. Do we like Scal more than Markkinen? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think I lean towards Markkinen, but Scal might be better defensively. Yeah, because <laughs> where did Scal go last year? He went late. He, he fell. He was supposed to go in the lottery, but he fell kind of late. He went like, I feel like he went late 20s. Yeah, somewhere through there. Like, me personally, I wouldn't do that if I'm Dallas. You know, like, Scal's a nice young prospect, but, I mean, unless there's just two... He went just 28 st- last year. Okay. And like Deontay Davis fell last year too. But unless there's two just studs at nine and you know you're going to get one and you're like, hey, I can get Scal to get one of these guys and move back one spot, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't move back at nine. 
So that or move back to ten. So then you look at Charlotte at eleven. So if Charlotte, you know, they have Kimba. I don't think they're trading Kimba. No. Um, you know, what if they want to be great though? (laughs) Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you know, then you got like Nick Batum. You know, if they wanted to, they have so much salary. Like they're. Oh yeah, it's it's huge. They're pretty much capped out at this point, which is really bad for for a team like that. Just be glad we're not locked on Hornets right now. Be glad you are not a Hornets fan because that is some weird situation that they're in. But like, so even with them, like I don't see them as a viable move back option too because I don't really see a guy that would be because the whole point of moving back is like, okay, you're going to get a good prospect, but you're going to get obviously something great in return too, like an asset. I don't right. think it would be a pick. I think, I think Dallas would want, want a young player. So I don't think Nick Batum – I mean, Nick Batum in 11 to move up to 9. I don't think oh, Dallas – Oh, I would, I would do that. Nick Batum's a really good player. Yeah, yeah. I think he – I think his, I don't think Charlotte would do it. No. Um, they could. And, you know, you never never know. You get off a cap room. But besides that, I don't – they don't really have – like, if you're Dallas, would you do Kid Gilchrist in 11? To move up to nine. Interesting. Kid Gilchrist has been not good. Not good. Also very hurt a lot. Uh, yeah. They also have Miles Plumlee's contract for three more years with twelve and a half million. I wouldn't want that anywhere near. Ne- never. They have that Jeremy Lamb contract that got traded in the locked on draft. No. No, I'm not crazy about that. They have Cody Zeller getting a lot of money. Kaminsky. I'm just not seeing anything on the roster that I'm even like interested in. No. See, so like, that's the thing, you know, if Charlotte's like, Hey, I want to go full rebuild mode and get out of Batum's contract, Batum and 11 to nine. I, I, I don't see it happening, but also so man, like, Batum's making like Harrison Barnes money. money right now. Yeah. So let's just, let's mark them off. So Sacramento, yeah, Charlotte just... off. So then let's move down to Detroit. <laughs> and I know that's who we met. That's who we made a trade with yeah. on the Locked On Network mock draft. You know, if they're sitting there at twelve and they're not going to get their veteran that they want at twelve, and they look at nine and they're like, "Hey, we really want marketing. We really want a monk or whoever it is." Is there anybody on their roster that you would say I would take with the twelfth pick? It's Stanley Johnson, right? That's the, that's the one that we traded for, and that that seems to be the only. Like I said this in the, the Reddit AMA, it seems to be the only like young asset that I would really be interested in. Yeah, so so let's say it didn't even cost Dallas a player. So Stanley Johnson and the twelfth pick for the ninth pick. Ooh, I would say yes automatically if I'm Dallas. But if I'm if I'm Detroit, I would hope that they would say no. <laughs> I just don't see that being good value for them. Unless they're so like, super I mean, down on Stanley Johnson, and then that's something that the Mavericks need to think about, you know? Like, Well, he's had some weird, like, kind of ruffles with Stan Van Gundy. That's true. And, Duncan Smith even mentioned that in the AMA. He said that like he needed a change of scenery, and so this is, you know, just trying to get him so, out. So, interesting. That would be the first trade-down possibility for us just speculating that I would, I would probably do if I'm Dallas, because – you're pretty much weighing the cost, and it kind of depends, obviously, who's there at nine. But like, even if Dennis Smith or Nilakina or Monk's there at nine, is Dennis Smith worth? Is he is his value higher than Stanley Johnson and Donovan Mitchell? You know, those two together would they equal what Dennis Smith would? You know what? 
For, so, for me, yeah. For me, I think that that would be higher. Because, yeah, you are getting two players, but Dennis Smith's ceiling is really high. Yeah. I know. So it, that's what you have to weigh, and that would be super tough. But but outside of Stanley Johnson, there's really nobody. I wouldn't take Reggie Jackson. No. Um, what about Boban? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Their front court contracts, like with him and Lure and uh, Boban. That's crazy. Who's the other guy? Oh, Aaron, Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. They have those. The Viking. Yeah. They're still but. paying Josh Smith too, by the way. Three Dang. more years, five million. Sounds like it sounds like Brooklyn and Darren Williams. Gosh. Still paying Josh Smith. Yeah, they have they have Drummond, Tobias Harris, Reggie Jackson, John Luer all making double digits. Tobias Harris, man. That guy. I still I don't like think to- he's good. I like Tobias Harris. He's like a guy. He's a glue guy. He's a guy that does like a lot of things well, but not anything like great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but he's not a guy that you want to throw on these teams that he's been on, where it's you know the the Magic teams or the Milwaukee team he was on. And... Yeah. So like, let's say okay. So Stanley Johnson the twelve to move up to nine. That would be the first we'd we'd actually considered. Yeah. Uh, so then yeah, then you get to Denver. Th- that's. This is the team. Like, this is the situation for me. Like, if I'm Denver, I'm calling. Because you have a team of all these, like, kind of younger players. I mean, you have Fareed. You have – I mean, even you got – Wilson Chandler's not young, but he's a vet. And you got Gary Harris. You have Moutier. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. So, like, for me, if I'm Denver, I'm looking at and saying, okay. Oh, well, you know, easily. You, I forgot about him. Like, I'm looking at and say, okay – Jokic or Jokic and Murray, like those are my two. I'm keeping them, and probably and Gary Harris too. I think, pr- I think they yeah, hold on to him. probably so. So like, if you're looking at Moutier, you know, would Moutier in the 13th pick get you to nine? And if you're Dallas, would you do that? You know that uh, that would be tough. That would, that's a tough one. Would any like they even have that uh, Hernan Gomez, like one of the brothers that balls? Wancho. So like would. Yeah, watch it. Like he played pretty so well like, against the Mavericks this year in AAC. I remember that. So if you're Denver, you package any of those young guys and say, "Hey, I want to move up to nine and get that next person." You know, if it's if somebody, especially if somebody like a Tatum falls, a Tatum or a Jonathan Isaac, and they're there at nine. If I'm Denver, I'm calling offering anything outside of Jokic and Murray and saying to form your kind of own young big three can you imagine Jokic, tatum and jamal murray moving forward i mean that's yeah that's a good core pretty good core so that's got some upside to it yeah tatum isaac who else could you see i can't see them drafting monk because that murray and monk are like kind of the same thing right yeah i don't see that happening either unless they're just really confident in one of them playing point but and they yeah they don't really have a, a real like Point guard, right? They started Jameer Nelson most of this year. Jameer Nelson. And then it's all about Jamal Murray. You know, no one really knows if he can play point or not. And he kind of, I don't know. Are you, And you think Denver's out on Moutier? Yeah. I mean, when Jameer Nelson's passed you up on the depth chart and he's like 88. Jameer Nelson can ball, man. Don't forget. I like Jameer Nelson. Don't forget, he led the best offense in the NBA. I got to. For the Mavericks. No, he was the coolest dude. I used to work for Nike, and when he w- would play for Dallas, we uh, I helped him a few times, and he was a cool dude. But 
Yeah. Moutier, he's out. I think he's out in Denver. I mean, how do you come back from that? But I might look at that if I'm Dallas. Moutier? Yeah, it just kind of depends. You know, we don't have it. We haven't scouted him a ton, you know, Nick or I. So it kind of depends on his shooting and if he can come around with the shooting thing. And I don't know. You know, and who can you get at 13? You know, if you're Dallas, who do you think you can get? You know, if, well, we would want Donovan Mitchell, right? <laughs> that would be the the guy that we would probably go after. Probably, but if you're getting Moutier, you know, I might change some things. But right. if, if you look at the you look at the depth chart, you're like Seth Curry. Maybe he's still here. Maybe he's not. You have Yogi as a young guy going forward. You have you don't have any young guards really that's kind of the only, you're only really young guard yeah because you have matthews harris berea hmm. i think you so th- you just take both i mean because you we think mitchell can play two for sure yeah you just take, a, take a chance on either of them so like denver's intriguing outside of denver it gets a little tougher because even miami at 14 i think that's too far to move back if you're dallas I don't yeah. see any any big value that you're going to bring back from Miami. Denver's still stretching it some. You know, yeah, moving back yeah. four spots, uh, even getting Moutier. I pro- I don't know. I probably wouldn't do that, but I don't know. All right, Stanley so Johnson. Let us Johnson know. So th- we have the Stanley Johnson trade to go up, and then we have the Moutier trade to go up. So we're flipping picks, and they're giving us one of those young players. Would you guys do either of those? Tweet us. As I think that's Would you- interesting. And here's a random one. What if Portland called and said, we'll give you all three of our first rounders? Oh, to move up. So this is the one I wrote down too. To move up to nine. So you're getting 15, 20, and 26. <laughs> the odds uh, the odds that you hit on nine and then the odds that you would hit on one player to be better than the player at nine <laughs> in, those, in those later, it's probably the same, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I, I would say nine's better for sure but still that's so tough and that you know if, if we were like a brooklyn you would do that but even even dallas i know i'm pretty sure dallas would not do that it's just a matter if i would do it and i don't so right don't. now like on draft express let's say let's just talk let's just put players in these spots so you have you get justin jackson get tj leaf and you get uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. No, don't like him. Any of the? Well, I'm just saying, like that's what you get. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you're Dallas, if that just off the top of my head, I would try to go with like maybe OG at 15, and then at 20, you know, maybe hope somebody like a Harry Giles or somebody falls. You know, if there's a couple guys we'll talk about here in a second, and then maybe looking at you know like maybe a drafting stash and that. Are you getting? I, no, you're getting. Pasenik, Pasenik, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, him at the I end. would definitely take him with one of those picks. You just, you're like, you got three. You might as well go like Giles, that guy, somebody else, super high, like OG. So you just go with those three guys, and you're like, all right, one of those guys is gonna pan out. Like the odds that one of them is gonna be a superstar level, you know, or like a, even just a, like a really good NBA player is pretty high if you have three, right? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I might have to edit that one out. (laughs) So, all right. Well, there you go. That's some of our our stuff. Let's just go some of these late-round guys we're interested in. I think we sort of mentioned them, right? Like, OG we're interested in in a late-round pick if if Dallas tries to get back into the first round. 
We're interested in Harry Giles. We're interested in that uh, Pasenik. We're definitely pronouncing this wrong, but like that guy, you know, the seven footer that can, you know, run the floor and hit threes. That guy we're definitely interested in. What are some other guys that you might be looking at? Uh, the, so there's a couple. So with the OG and Giles thing, you know, we said before we hit record, you know, OG was not invited to the green room. So the green room NBA invites 20 people. He was not part of the 20 people. So now there's just some people that's wondering, you know, our team's more worried about his knee. How is that? Because he can't, you know, he can't work out for any teams right now. So, yeah. you know, if you're Dallas and you're sitting there, you can, and OG's still on the board at like 20 and Portland has that pick up for sale. I mean, that would, I would love, I would be so happy to do that. But, you know, you're watching OG and Giles, if Harry Giles, if those two, if one of those two falls, maybe looking at that. Two names I want to throw at you is Simi Ojale for SMU yeah a local love local yeah local guy the dude's like a tank man you know they said it to combat he had like a five percent body fat I think he's like six seven he can play he can play the three or the four and he's an he's an excellent shooter but yeah I, wife... yeah I'd be interested in him because just because of the shooting like I'm, I'm looking at that guy and I'm like that could be a guy that you know has one like set skill and that's something that you need and this maps team I mean, every team needs shooting, but the, this Mavs team could definitely use some shooting, especially coming off the bench. Yeah, and so like he's just one of those guys where you can never have another, you can never have enough wings that are like six seven, you know, or like yeah. six six, six eight <laughs> yeah. in in today's game, and that's where you're gonna see, you know, it's there's so many bigs at the after that thirteen fourteen spot, and it's my so this is my question to you, is you have all these bigs that have potential. Would any of them be worth buying to the first round and to develop over AJ Hammonds? Oh, so yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, so like, if you're Dallas, I think that's what you know. You maybe try to weigh first of all, what's it going to cost? Like Portland, there's no way they can keep all three. No, so they're going to just spots. And like, there's not a ton of internationals to draft. Like, you would really be reaching some, maybe you know, for to draft this draft and stash player. So you got to put it up for sale probably. And so if you're Dallas, you know, writing the ship on AJ Hammonds for one of these, you know, like a Justin Patton out of Creighton. I mean, the dude's like yeah. a gazelle and he's like six eleven, seven foot some wingspan. You know, he didn't play very well in March Madness in the, in the big tourney, but you know, he has, he just has a ton of potential, but it's going to take time. Like, you know, somebody reached out to us on social media about Jared Allen out of, out of texas yeah you know that's a you know monster of a dude too you know would seven would five wingspan the, yeah Jeez. i mean just big time so like all of those the enigbagu from ucla just a super him and adebayo from from kentucky two guys that are just super athletic muscular dudes that throw down lobs can switch off the screen some and it's like would would buy into the first round and getting one of these guys because they would replace you know hammond's role really completely but a name i want to throw at you is jonah bolden jonah bolden played at ucla two years ago kind of unhappy with his role kind of whatever you want to say happened so then he went to australia and had like a so-so season you know whatever like to what we would maybe think but he like he killed it and he won it was in the adriatic league yeah. and he won the top prospect mvp and I'll tell you two people who won that award in that league. Nikola Jokic and Dario Saric. So the, Sold. <laughs> Bring him over. Take so him. Like, so, but anyway, so John, you know, Jonah Bolden, he kind of 
he kind of started off this like kind of second round prospect. He's 6'10. He's like an athletic, probably better version of Dwight Powell. And and so they come and now <laughs> he's you, been working out. every version of Dwight Powell. <laughs> no, no, no. So now so now he started working out for some teams and he's just I don't know. You there's been a lot of positive things said about him. So he's you don't see him get a lot of love on mock drafts because I just don't think a lot of people know about know a ton about him. And I don't know a ton about him. It's just I've tried to dig up more about him, and I really like him. So I'm just saying don't be surprised if he's a 16 to 20 pick or in the 20s pick. He just kind of shoots up the Yeah, there's up. always that one guy that just flies up. I don't think uh, Draft Express even has him on the board. Yeah, he's Yeah, he's on down there some. 43. They have him at 43 going to the Rockets. And if you want to trade back in for a wing, you know, if Dallas comes away with like a Dennis Smith and they're like, hey, we want a, a, a wing and they're trading back in, you know, names like Derek White out of Colorado, you know, he's, you know, semi oscillates a bigger version of, you yeah. know, him, like more muscular, but like these six, 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 seven wings that that's the difference in today's game. You know, five years ago, you might have teams saying, okay, well, just give me another big. Yeah, you, well, you now, only like, have one of those guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now it's, hey, let's, we might reach a little bit for another wing. So like a Derek White, like a Wesley Iwandu, and like guys like that, like they have the wingspan, they have the frame. You know, they might not be long-term. You know, like it's crazy to think like a Wesley Iwandu or a Derek White going over like a Jared Allen. But in today's game, it might, it might they might be more valuable. You yeah, know? we're like, probably going to see some of these big guys slip because not a lot of teams – you know, need that or even like want that, <laughs> you know, like Ivan, like Ivan Rab for California, yeah, yeah. you know, he's your, you know, last year he was a projected lottery pick and he went, chose to go back to school to Cal and didn't do as well this past year. And now you see a lot of mocks and you see some stuff coming out of workouts and like, man, I don't, I don't know like really what he would do. Like I have him going like 29th to the Spurs, kind of like to Jante Murray. Like if you're yeah. San Antonio and you're like, oh, okay, well if he's there at 29, I'll just take him. Yeah. So there you go. That's some of the the names that the Mavericks could potentially target if they got back into the first round. We also talked about potential trade down with different teams. Uh, We're interested in a Detroit deal with flipping picks and then getting Stanley Johnson, which is a guy that maybe needs just a change of scenery. We also talked about Denver getting, you know, sending Moutier to switch picks. That was kind of a stretch for us, but I mean, you get, you get Moutier, you get a chance, you know, to, Local guy that you want to maybe figure out what he's, you know, he's worth if he can play better here. If, you know, Carlisle can turn him into the next, you know, like point guard that Carlisle makes into a good point guard. <laughs> you know, like that just seems to happen sometimes. Uh, yeah. And then we talked about the Boston and Philly news. So that's what we got for Lockdown Mavs today, this weekend. Thanks for listening to the special, uh, special edition, weekend edition. And again, if you guys go to iTunes, rate us five stars and comment with your draft questions we will answer them on the wednesday show so go ahead and do that and again you can tweet us at at nick van exit at isaac harris nba keep sending those in guys we appreciate it we have og our draft profiles continue our last our last one on monday that'll be og and anobi and donovan mitchell kind of like sleeper you know whatever you want to say picks and then we only have a couple more shows until Until draft. draft on thursday which a lot of you got to hear our special conversation afterwards, after the, after the pod. That was not intentional. Uh, so, yeah, we will not be at Henderson Tap House. 
<laughs> that was made known to me. But yeah, so we will be we'll be at AAC for the draft. So uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate it. And then go ahead and, and rate and review with your questions for the draft. We'll answer those on Wednesday. Peace out. Boom.